0: We're uh, homing in on the end of the seven letters that Jesus Christ dictated to his disciple John, in which is called the Revelation of Jesus Christ, the last book of the New Testament. And that is a final word. It sums up the whole Bible. In other words, Revelation isn't just tagged on on the end. And looking forward but it's looking way back to the very beginning of the Bible and all the way through and bringing us all the way up to the end and then looking beyond what is the end of our existence as human beings on this planet. That basically is what this book is about. Some people have avoided it by the fact that it is rather scary, and you start delving into this book, particularly after chapter five and six, and it becomes very frightening. But for those of us who have come to know Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord, He prepared us by saying that there would come tough times. And it's been 2,000 years now that we've been saying, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Well. Sometimes that kind of has the effect of wolf, 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 and nobody will listen to it. But this isn't just a cry wolf. This is a cry. Look up, look at the signs, see what is happening globally. And you don't have to be a scientist. You don't have to be a scholar. You don't have to understand that we are in a position as human beings, that the end is very near. We're already talking about how we're going to get off this decaying ball. There are predictions that we can't last much longer here. And if you look at the rapid way in which we have degraded as societies, and there is not a nation on the earth today, that is untouched by degradation. Maybe you have been reading the news. What's behind this, this unrest? Something is in the air. Something is coming to play here. And our best scholars, our best rulers, our best that we have, of scientists or whatever, do not have an answer. And it's not like we're saying, okay, everybody, just throw up your hands. There's no hope whatsoever. But that is what this Christmas 2018 is about. There is hope. There is someone who came and gives us hope of a new life. And that is Jesus Christ himself. And that is our message for the world. And that has been a message for over 2,000 years now. But we're beginning to see signs that this is global. Never before has there been this many people living on this planet as there is today. What an opportunity. What a chance, opportunity it is for us to share the good news with those that are next to us our friends, our family, those we work with, that Jesus Christ is soon coming. I believe that it may not be in my lifetime or Ted's, but many of you here, many of you here will see his coming. I'm, I'm sure of that, and we need to be prepared. And that's what these letters are about. And this last letter in particular is speaking not just to the world out there, it's speaking to us here in this church. This is the last letter. The other letters had their good things to be said and the bad things to be said. But it's Jesus talking to his church and basically he's saying the same message to each one of them. Be ready, prepare yourself. The time is coming. And I'm not just making this up and trying to get a good response from you. You read it in the Bible, in this third chapter of Revelation. The church of Laodicea. There was really nothing good said about this church of Jesus Christ. Now these seven churches, by some scholars, are saying that each of the seven represent a certain age and time in the development of the Christian church and that this last church is particularly for our generation, our time, the end time. I don't know, I've been saying all along, we can learn and gather from each of these churches something for our congregation here. There has been something that you've been able to take home and we've shared together. It's positive, it checks our Christian lives, it challenges us, it gives us hope, and we see how God is at work in our lives. But in this particular letter is a letter without commendation. Jesus had something good to say about the six churches. About Laodicea, nothing. Good. nothing but here's something that was good about it there is one one word in there that has hope to it let's read it but before we do that this we want to read with emphasis blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and heed the things which are written in it for the time is near for the time is near but blessed is he who reads blessed is he who hears and blessed is he who heeds the words of this prophecy to the angel of the church in Laodicea write the Amen The faithful, the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God says this, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Because you say, I am rich and I've become wealthy and I have need of nothing but you do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, naked. I advise you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may become rich, and white garments so that you may clothe yourself, and that the shame of your nakedness will not be revealed, and I salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. Those whom I love I reprove and discipline, Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock, or as we do in Japan, Gomen kudasai. (laughs) If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and will dine with him, and he with me. He who overcomes, I will grant to him to sit down with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my Father on his throne. He who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches." To the angel of the church in Laodicea write, I said there's only one little word that is positive in this letter and it's in this line. What is the positive word in this sentence right here? The angel? Laodicea? Laodicea was a great town, but it wasn't Laodicea. What is the good word up there? Oh, angel, angel, angel. You know what? No. Remember what angel means? What does it mean? Messenger. Messenger. It means he was the pastor of that church. You know what? I am a lucky, lucky, well, I shouldn't use the word lucky. I am a blessed pastor that I have a congregation like MCC. This poor guy, whoa, I'm glad my name is not in there. He's the pastor of Laodicea. Whoa, well, let's stay away from him, boys. What is the good word? Church. 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 That is the only redeeming good word in this whole letter, really. Other than, well, we're going to pick up some good things, particularly about them. No, but they were a church and Jesus did recognize them as his church, at least some of them. That's redeeming. But would we like to look over our congregation and one-tenth of you are going to make it to heaven. The other 90% of you aren't going to make it. Would that be good news? Man, that's how to empty the whole church. That's kind of what this is. But, we have a Redeemer. We have one who has given all, even for a church like Laodicea. And we don't have to stay that way. We don't have to be that way. He says, I am the Amen. What does Amen mean? So be it. It is. This is true. All the promises of God in Christ are yes and amen. They're yes and amen. From the faithful and true witness. What we're going to discover in this letter to Laodicea We may be faithless, but he is always faithful. He's the amen, and he's the faithful one. He's the one who is the true witness. Many have risen in human history and have said, I am your answer. There's only one who fulfilled all righteousness to become that true and faithful one and that is Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. There's not another message like this in the world. All other religions are trying to build people up to make us think we're better than we really are. Jesus Christ said, Who would be greatest among you? Let him be last or least. That is the way of Jesus Christ. We need to humble ourselves because of what Jesus Christ has required of us as disciples to be like Him. He came from His, this is what we're singing, from His Father's throne and came to us to redeem us. He became, as we've said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And we go back all the way to Adam and Eve who were naked and stripped and had nothing after the enemy, Satan, had lied to them. And they were stripped of their innocence. And they recognized that they were naked and they hid themselves. That's the treachery of the other side. But Jesus came as a baby, an innocent baby. But he came as a Savior. He lived a perfect life and walked before us without sin. And because he did, he was the perfect Lamb of God who could take away our sin because he took it on himself. He took it all. And you can think about the worst thing that you have ever done in your life. Jesus can forgive that. Jesus has forgiven it. All you need to do is, Jesus, I receive that. He's the faithful, faithful witness. The beginning of the creation of God. And what does that mean? We have to go all the way back to the beginning to understand what that is. God didn't make this ball and make humanity to be a miserable mess. He had designed it so that this person, Adam, whom I've talked with you about this many, many, many times, how he formed Adam from the ground, dust of the earth, and breathed into him the breath of life, which was eternal life, which every one of us have in our lungs, in our body. He breathed into Adam the breath of life. And when Adam opened his eyes as the first human being, what did he see? He saw the face of God who loved him. And those of you who are parents, you know what the thrill is when you have that little one in your hands and you're looking at him. And all of a sudden, this little one, in about a month, a month and a half, begins to focus on your eyes. Whoa, what a thrill that is. What a thrill. And it's a tremendous, tremendous joy to the parent. But Adam and Eve threw that away on the suggestion that they could be God. And they walked away from the living God. We have run out of time, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to have to continue this message next week.